Hey there, welcome to the Soulful IVF Podcast. Here we're all about empowerment and living our lives fully as we navigate through fertility treatments. In this space, you're invited to live in possibility. My name is Lisa and I'm your host, an occupational therapist turned IVF mama, soulful IVF coach and best-selling author. I'm here as your guide to walk alongside you, helping you lean in, keep that light alive and optimize this path. Here we have real, raw, heartfelt conversations about fertility and about life, covering the science and the soul. You'll hear from other women who have walked this path, fertility experts, and so much more. These inspiring conversations are here to help keep you moving forward, stay informed, and remind you you're not alone. We walk together. Buckle in and hold on, baby. You're in for quite the adventure. Let it begin. so grateful you're here today listening to this conversation. I'm blown away by this woman. Her name is Leah Valencia Key, and I've had the chance to hear her speak a couple of times. And just when you meet her in person, she embodies light and love and joy. She's always in yellow. I've only seen her in yellow. And she is the creator of a jewelry line called Valencia Key Jewelry. It's wearable joy that symbolizes all that all things are possible. And when you wear her jewelry, it's this symbol and embodiment of keeping that light alive within you. You know, this is what this podcast is all about. And what she has overcome in her life, having gone from homelessness to her jewelry line, she really touches upon the path that brought her from the darkness into the light. And we cover a lot. There's so many moments that I was just, oh my gosh, mic drop after mic drop. And just may this be a reminder of living in the light, that all things are possible, the power of choice, that, you know, we can be the light in all of our hardships. There's a lot of amazing quotes of hers in this episode. I know you're going to enjoy this one. Welcome, Leah. Oh my gosh, this is a dream to be sitting in front of you right now. Leah, how are you? Oh my gosh. I first got to hear you speak in Denver for Keisha's event, Empower Her. And then we got to reconnect at Brooke's event, Align, just this, just a couple weeks ago. So like, I'm relatively new to your world, like learning about you and you have the most warmth, the the most loving energy about you. So you, oh, well, I'm excited. That means I love when hearts keep connecting because it just means like, we're meant to be in each other's sphere. And this is just an honor to be here with you and everyone else. Thank uh, you. so. I know you're in bright yellow. Your color is yellow. That's what you always wear. Every time I've seen you, <laughs> everyone will have to go back and watch the video on my YouTube. But yes, you are just so amazing. So one of the things I want to repeat that you said, when I first heard you speak, you said, love is an action word to show me. Like love is who you are, how you are, the way you walk in the room and just being open to all of who you are. Mm. Yes. You embody, you embody love and light. And what this podcast is all about is really living in the light. Yeah. Soulful IVF, helping women on their path to motherhood. And how, like, I I want you to share, I know your story. And I want to give a shout out to our moms. Yeah. Your, Your mom helped you see, plant that seed of a thought of walking in the light yes. and being a leader in your life. And my mom too, and she passed five years ago and she's such an integral part of how I was able to navigate through IVF, yeah. keeping the light alive and living in possibility. And I would just love for you to share like, 
kind of how you came to be in this, I mean, joyful living in the light. It wasn't always like that when you grew up. No, no. Uh, I love sharing that. It is like just a shout out to, or a call out to everyone that makes impact in people's lives. It's, yeah, you never know what the future is going to hold for the people that you create space for. Yeah. And whether you be a mother or you just take a heart to someone, like if you create space for someone and then you pour into their soul, mm-hmm. how far that can take them. I, I say that so clearly because I'm 44 now and I'm still living the words of my mother. Like I'm living out what my mother took time to speak into me when she couldn't do it herself. Yeah. And I'd love to, before I even go into like my me, like don't think you have to be in a place to speak light and life into someone's life. Mm -hmm. I, I feel when you speak life and light into someone's life, even if you're not there, you speak it into your own life. Mm. And I share that because now this is evolving for me. This is a new revelation on your amazing podcast right now. Mm -hmm. As I speak and I think about my mother and her speaking this light into my life and my brother and my sister's life. And because you'll see me and I'm smiling, I'm happy. I love a good dance. I love a good yellow. And you're like, God, she was born that way. She was born in light. It was like, Come on, and 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 it was quite the opposite. I was born in darkness, and that's a self-labeled thing. I was born in immense poverty. Mm-hmm. I've equated to darkness um, in the most impoverished neighborhood of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I was born to one of the most intellectual women I know, my mother, but she's a single mother with three children, and I have categorized it as her being paralyzed by stereotypical society, Mm. stereotypes, generational curses, and just the fear that comes with all of that burden physically Mm. bound my mother up. And so she couldn't break out of that way to get us out of poverty. But what was beautiful about my mother is she had a power of the word and uh, we lived in this really impoverished neighborhood, trash from the streets, drug transactions on every corner. I paint that so you can see it because when you hear poverty, if you've never been poverty, you don't really know what that looks like. Right. And, but what I'm saying, it's like violence. It's, it's anger. It's a lot of challenges. It's obstacle after obstacle. And we all have obstacles, but just in our way, And we went from poverty to destitute when my mother broke her leg in several places and she could no longer afford to do the little work she was doing to pay for this one one bedroom basement apartment that we were living in, in this very rough neighborhood. And I remember vividly the moment that took us from poverty to destitute, my mother's getting us home from school and there's a padlock on the door. And now a mother with three children is locked out of the only place that they call home 
all of the belongings locked inside, so nothing. Wow. And that immediately sent us to a woman's homeless shelter where I'll paint that picture so you can see it. If you think of a gym room, huge room, cots, which are metal beds that like unfold and very small and uncomfortable. And it's one cot, one foot away from each other, fill in the gym room. So mass amounts of cots. And then one mother gets one cot to the entire family. Yeah. So I'm a, we're a family of four, my mother, my sister, my brother, and I, four beings. Now we're young. I'm about um, age eight and we're kind of two years apart from mm-hmm. each other. I'm the youngest, but four beings. Uh, how? How do you do that? On one bed? How? Like on one bed. Uh, just the most uncomfortable. And in that environment, there's sorrow and crying and hopelessness and profanity and screams filling the room. And in the midst of that darkness, my mother looked down at her three children and said, your predicament does not determine your destiny. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and and so, you heard that. You're eight years old right? and you heard that. And you, yeah. is that, I mean, obviously that stuck with you your entire life. Like, did your brother, your siblings feel the same way? Did they? And let me be clear and real. It did not shatter my world when she spoke it. Like mm-hmm. I didn't receive it. This is why I really like to take a moment in the beginning about the words you speak. Yes. Yes. Because there's power in words, even when you don't think there's power in them. Mm-hmm. I did not receive those words when she said it. Mm. They were impactful enough for me to retrieve them 44 years later. Every word you speak out of your mouth is a seed. Yeah. What are you planting? It will grow. Exactly right. What do you want to grow? What do you want to grow in your life? What do you want to grow in your children's life, your loved ones' lives, the people around what are you speaking? Because whatever it is, it will grow. And it, may, it won't grow right now necessarily, but later the resonate. That's why we live in a world of so much low self-esteem mm-hmm. and insecurities. Because so many words are speaking these abusive terminologies and ways of thinking into others' lives. And now we're living with them because it's growing in our spirit. But if you decide to take hold of your words, Mm. and that's why I feel the beauty of my mother. And like you were saying, like she couldn't physically break out to physically do the thing, but she had this grasp of speaking and she knew that it was power and she would just speak. I felt like it as if it was her gift one and her last chance of redemption for her children. Like if I can't, maybe the power of words will allow them to, and I'm a living witness that words will change your life. Wow. And she spoke those predicament words in our lives. And truthfully, they didn't, they landed, (laughs) but they did not plant because we stayed in the homeless shelter for years. And honestly, I became my environment. I became negative. I became everything that I saw. I failed every grade. I was what I saw because I thought that was the way 
Oh, but my mother showed up again. And I say, this is the seed that truly grew immediately. And, and I don't call this one a seed. I say this was the first light that was truly turned on in my life. I'm becoming my environment. And I'm coming back from school. And I see my mother standing at the homeless shelter door. We're still in the home shelter. I lived in um, housing authority, poverty, my entire youth. There was no redemption of this. Like we went from housing, from homeless shelter to housing project, mm -hmm. which is the same thing, just shifted around. And then my breakthrough was college. Okay, that's when. But um, this moment that turned my life around and exposed me to light was I'm coming and I see my mother standing at the homeless shelter door and anyone that knows a good mother, you know, a face and that face didn't look too pleasant. So I'm like, uh oh, what's happening now? What I get caught with <laughs> and I get to, in front of her and she says, Leah, do you want to be a follower or a leader? And I'm like, huh, I'm about. 10, 11 now, fast forward a couple years. Still young. I'd say that because I'm still young. And she says, because right now, Leah, you're following. Mm. And guess what, Leah? You're going to be everything that you see. Or, Leah, you have the power to choose. You have an inner light inside of you. You have a divine destiny in you. You get to choose to lead your life all the way to your destiny. Mm. Now, Leah, you choose. And she mm. walked away. What? Wow. <laughs> wow. What a gift she gave you. What teaching you the power of choice. Right? The power, exactly. Literally unlocked the power of choice. For, immediately unlocked. And, mm. and I will say it was divine. And I will say that I'm grateful that I received it because... That could have passed me. It could have been another seed, but didn't grow. But that was immediate transformation for me. Wow. She left me there by myself. And I think it was the power of leaving me with my own thoughts, like educating me on what is, showing me where I'm at now, teaching me what's possible, another way of thinking, another way of being, and then leaving me with my own free will. Oh, like, and so I'm standing there. And I remember I do black out a lot of my youth because of the experiences. But I remember it so clearly. I remember that day and the next day so clearly because, oh, it was like light filling me. And like this, this knowledge of choice that I didn't even know. I didn't know you could choose. I if I knew it was a word in the dictionary honestly <laughs> I thought this is what we are this is what I see we all do this like this is what we do this is who we are and then she said there's something inside and that was so powerful to me because she she touched on a string for me she unlocked something for me because I knew I didn't feel right doing negative things being mm. negative it wasn't me but this other thing that was counterintuitive of what I was being didn't seem I, I didn't find any sources outside or couldn't even acknowledge what it was so I would ignore it and push it away 
Mm-hmm. And then she gave me power to release my inner self and go within me and leave outside of me. How beautiful is that? Like, it was so many words that I'd love to touch anyone's heart. Like, are we, are you outside of you or are you inside of you? Mm. It's two ways of being. Outside is looking at everything that everything around you is doing, what people are doing, what things be accomplished, what people are doing in their business, what their family is doing, what trips. And you're looking at it as if comparison of the, this should be something you should do. Like you're trying to put yourself in an outside world to assimilate. Mm. And what she gave me the power was that, oh, but the light is within. And leave outside to outside and go inside. And that's where all your truth is. Mm. All of my truth was exposed when I stopped looking outside of me and start listening to myself and saying, well, what does Leah like? And it's like, well, why? how do you go inside? Like, that's the question. What do you mean go inside? Really asking yourself personal questions that you don't want anyone else to answer without looking at any barometer. Like, what makes me smile? What feels good to me? What would I be if the world didn't tell me any limitations? Where would I go? How would I act? That's going inside of you and you'll start to see the true light of you start to reveal. And then you hold that as truth. And then you lead yourself into your own way of being. And anytime that I go outside of me, Mm-hmm. It's to open my eyes because humans are confirmation. They're not comparison. We are living body proof. That's why I created Valencia Key jewelry to be this wearable visual proof because we need proof in the world. It's just a thing. We don't need to compare, but we like to see that it is so. Right. And if you allow others' lives and ways of being to encourage you, That, oh, if they can do it, then whatever light, my light is possible for me to do because they're doing their light. Not you do their light, but you know, if they can do their light, their physical proof that inside of you, whatever is whispered to you that you can do for you. And then that's how we start to live in this inside outside world. And that, that's how I live my life consistently. I love that you're talking about the two ways of being. We can either live outside of ourselves or go within. And that secret is really tapping within. Mm-hmm. And your jewelry, which is so beautiful, it you would describe it as luxury with a heart, that it's yeah. light. It's how you show up in the world. Yes. It's so beautiful. You know? And your name, I have you have to explain the meaning of your name because we just talked about unlocking, right? Yeah. Like unlocking the power of choice and the divine destiny in you. I mean, you were born for this, truly. And Valencia, I, I've done a little research, so I know what they mean. <laughs> Valencia means strong and brave yes. and key is to unlock. What? It's, it's like oh, you have oh, this written in the stars. <laughs> I mean, how divine is that? And you know, it's funny. Oh, thank you for revealing that because... <laughs> You know, life is so beautiful. It took me 
maybe about 44 Valencia Key jewelry was started in 2016. Somebody do the math for me. I don't know what <laughs> that puts me. But it took me, what, 30 some odd years to truly expose my course and my destiny and my calling. Don't rush the calling. Mm. Be open to the learnings of who you are and what the world is going to give you and, and treat every life experience as a gift of knowledge, mm. not a curse of happenstance. Mm. It will reveal all of your light. Every dark moment can be pierced through. There's light that can pierce darkness immediately. In every dark moment, there is some light that can shine through it if we look for it. You're right. And I've been on this journey of just seeking up knowledge from within and truly trying to follow my way of being all the way out to being a gift to the world. Cause I feel like we all are gifts to the world. Like our, our mission here is for us to fully live. This is what I believe. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't put it as Bible, but (laughs) (laughs) what I believe. And I stand by it because a couple of things, my mother with a beautiful word and you'll hear more of her nuggets probably throughout, but um, she passed super early. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say early 40s. I, now, I truly block that mm. out. Um, but I'm going to say early 40s. And that's that's a short life. Yeah. But even the, the 40-ish or over years that she lived, the time that I was there, she never lived. Mm. Interesting. You can be physically breathing and not be alive. You're right. You're right. Be walking dead. Not, and she wasn't like a zombie negative. The world had gotten her hard and a little coarse, but there was no living. There was no, there was no pushing out. Of, and so I realized when my mother passed so early, I had made a commitment to my mother and me that I'm going to be a light force of life. And so whenever someone sees me, well, where is a piece of my jewelry that if if the littlest thing it does for them, that it unlocks living within mm-hmm. them. Take the chance to go see the place you always wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Go walk and smell the flowers. Don't live in the hardship without going to find a little bit of glory. Because even in hard, you can find good. And even in good, you can find greater and it doesn't mean like you're being um, ungrateful or unsettled. It's like if you've been given goodness and you're comfortable, if there's another calling on your life, go get it. Yeah. It's meant for you. And um, I think that Valencia Key is a beautiful together mission that I eventually want my story to be one of the more silent stories in our story, every person that wears it to be the brightest story where we're like living out our life through our ups and downs and mm-hmm. keep shining even through it together. And 
And we're like living that through and we're inspiring others to come along with us and showing them that it's possible. Yeah. As you're talking, I'm having so many reflections because I truly, you know, never thought I'd step into this work as an IVF coach and wanting to be a light in this kind of really dark space through IVF. It can be really heavy. And if we let it, you know, with becoming um, a product of our environment, if we're surrounding ourselves in the hard and the struggle, we, it'll become that. And so I cho- chose to look at it through a different lens and really choosing to focus on the light and going within and living in that possibility and everything you're saying. I just, I'm so grateful to have this conversation with you because this is where it is. You know, you talk about welcoming joy in the hardest times yes. and people might think, how do you, how do you do that? Like for women on their path to motherhood, do you have any kind of like, for those listening, Mm-hmm. everything can be a teaching moment for us. We can look for the gifts in anything. Yes. Um, it's, it, it can be a challenging path through IVF to become a mom and yeah. um, any words, you know, for someone listening. Oh, I just got chills thinking about it. Um, first I speak into your life that everything that was spoken to you to be will be. Mm-hmm. And um, it may look like it won't be right now. I know my life in the past and current, like even in the business, my business looks hard and it looks rough and I can't afford to hire anyone. And I don't know financial structure and I don't know how, and I don't, and I don't, and I don't. And so I can't even imagine um, a heart trying to be a mother and and maybe the body is saying not right now. And and then the world is saying, I can't afford it. And then, and it's just all of these things that are proven against what your inner heart says to be so. And I believe that if it was whispered to you to be a mother, you will be a mother. And at the very minimal statement that I can say, never give up on that. Mm -hmm. In the hardest of the heart, in the medical readings that say opposite of that, And the financial story that says that, oh my God, can I afford it? Mm -hmm. And the trying to find the people that, and all of those things that I can't even imagine keeps building up, root into the truth of what your divine whisper has told you is so. And keep saying to yourself, it is so, I will be a mother. And then every time you say it to yourself, do something else towards it. Make the call again. Try the program again. Try another thing. Speak to another person. Tell someone your desires of being a mother. Just keep sharing. Keep talking. Keep trying. And I know people don't like the word try, but try does make things possible because there's nothing that happens outside of a try because everything is not an exact thing. But the only way you can get to what's true for you is if you keep trying. So don't give up on being a mother, as dark as it may feel. Let the light, if you're looking for the light, well, Leah, it's so dark. How do I see the light? Let the light be the truth that was whispered to you that you are meant to be a mother. That's your light. And you hold on to that and you shine it in every try that you do. Mm. I feel this. Some women needed to hear this right now, I know. And keep living fully. I'm really about that too. 
helping yes. people live, live fully through your fertility path. Yes. And in that, thank you. The biggest of all, because even in a try, I feel like if you're trying in the negative woes, you're canceling your blessing. Mm. If you're trying and it's all these obstacles, still be light, still be joy, still breathe, yeah. still see, still connect, still dream outside of your motherhood dreams. You can have multiple dreams happening all at the same time. I know there's a picture in the world where you can't. Mm. I don't believe it's so. I feel like when you narrowed in only on one thing, you know it's hard to do one thing or any multiple things. So if you only have one thing and you keep getting no's, how are you fully going to keep progressing? Mm -hmm. But if you allow yourself to dream fully in an array of dreams, which is living, so you have your dream of motherhood and then you have your dream of doing something in the world, mm -hmm. being a gift to the world in some way, giving in some way, traveling in some way, and then you start living out all these dreams while you're trying this dream that keeps knocking you down. Mm -hmm. You'll keep living and giving birth and life to the dream that's coming. Mm. So good. It's coming. Keep giving it love. But the you, you only way you can give it love is to give the world love and give yourself love within it. When we are angry, when we're hardened, when we've quit on the truth of our whisper or of our light, we aren't loving ourselves. Yeah. Don't give up on loving yourself. Walk into your truth as if it is so. My mother said your predicament does not determine your destiny. Your predicament now may be that you're not a mother. Your destiny says that you're to be a mother. You will be. Keep living. Yeah. You're, I'm, so I wrote a book, Hold On Baby, and that's the essence of it. It's holding on to you first. Yes. Holding on to you, keeping and, that life alive within you. And, and be fluid. Yeah. Like what happens is we get so tight into a structure of how we think our dream needs to happen. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a mother. And now we, someone told us the way to be, right? This is how you get to the IB, or these are the, the rules yeah. and the steps. That's their steps. Yeah. It may not be your step. Every human has a divinely ordered, orchestrated path. Exactly. That is quite uniquely created. Loosen up to the truth yeah. of your path and move with your truth. Mm. Go explore abstract ways of thinking of how to get there or listen to people's story and see if there's truth not comparing in their story of your story. The what I always I'm I'm listening to and looking for truth. For me, everybody's truth is different. I'm not looking at other people's journey to equate it as mine's. Mm -hmm. But within people's lives, there's um, living proof of truth. And it because we are humans, some of our truths align up. And so I'm just looking, and God tells you what your truth is. And you're just looking like, oh, that's true for me. Maybe I'll try that. That speaks true for me. Oh, I tried it. That's not true for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I'm a tr oh, that sounds a little true for me. Let me try that. 
oh, that feels true for me. I'll keep going that way. And you're looking for your truth and you're just so fluid. And when you're fluid, it becomes less stressful and less tense and less tight and burdensome because you never want to get to your dreams dead (laughs) or or, or hard as a rock. You want to get your dreams malleable and soft and able to fully experience it. Yes. I love how you're speaking about this. Like I compare it to like a wave, like we're riding the wave <laughs> and we move in flow. We move yes. in flow. We adapt. Yes. We stay open. We flow. Yes. Um, I'm curious back to your story. So in 2016, that's when things really took off with your jewelry company. And were you always an artist? Like I know you sketch all of your designs and like, yes. how, how did you make the leap from, yes. <laughs> you know, where I, you I love the fluidity of it because that's how I live my life. So I'm not just, <laughs> what I did I'm just flowing well goes back to my mother I told you you'll keep hearing um her heart through this Uh, she saw my light start to shine at the beginning stages of me and then she shortly passed uh and our one of our very last conversations before she passed was her telling me that, oh, Lee, I see your light shining. I see you choosing and leading your light to your destiny. And it's so beautiful. And she handed me these little earrings and she said, here's earrings that I want you to wear every day. Wear earrings, wear them every day because life is very hard. And sometimes it's going to get so hard that you're going to forget that you actually have light with inside of you. Mm. And I want you to wear your earrings every day. Maybe it's touching them. Maybe it's seeing them in the mirror. Whatever you catch a glimpse of the flicker of light, let it be a physical wearable reminder that inside of you is always the light. All you have to do is consistently choose to unlock it. Mm. And that was so beautiful to me because life is very hard. And I should start personally hand sketching jewelry as therapy for me when my mother passed. Not even therapy, like I I listened to her words that had gotten me thus far. And then I love this symbolic thing because now like my my pinnacle, my my and 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 what happened for me, tragedy just hit. So I lost my mother. I lost my grandmother who was a praying woman. I lost my aunt who was like the confidence. And mm-hmm. like all in a a circle of time. And so I start taking this wisdom that was given to me and saying like, how would I hand sketch that to have symbols to wear with me all the time? The symbols are power. Symbols yeah, are power. They are. Yeah. We attach meaning to anything regardless. Just from experience, we attach a meaning to things. And if you can intentionally attach a meaning to things that can actually move your life in the direction you want to go, oh, that's when the magic starts to happen. So I start to sketch designs. Like I realized, like, how do I get through all this death? How did I get through poverty? Like, how am I, how am I still being light in the midst of all of these consistent storms? Mm. And I realized like, oh, because I choose to be rooted in love I choose to be rooted in peace I choose to be rooted in joy I choose to be rooted in the power of believing even when it doesn't feel it so and so I start hand sketching 
um, a rooted collection with a rooted ring where roots were going everywhere, but it was rooted to the band of the ring. And so no matter whether one of those break or not, you have a consistent structure. And that's how I start creating, but I didn't think it would be a business. <laughs> Honestly, I'm poverty. I didn't know the biz- how people created businesses. Yeah. I did um I was the only first and only person to go to college in my family and in oh, that wow. neighborhood. And I got my master's degree in special education. Oh, you did? I didn't know that. And I looked up and I realized like, oh, this is cool. But I'm back outside of myself. Mm. I'm questing um being what the world said to do to keep me from being poverty. Like I'm questing an education, which here's the truth. The education was of college was so impactful, not for the institution of it, but to get me out of my environment mm. so I could see something different. So everything is meant for a reason. Yeah. But I was, I was trying to move in a path of trying to run from poverty and just doing things to never be hungry again doing things to always be able to have a roof over my head again. But it was no joy. It was taking my entire soul. And I listened back to my mother's words. And it's like, there's a light inside of you. Are you listening? And I Mm -hmm. got out of the world and into myself and said, well, okay, well, what makes your light shine, Leah? Like, where are you the brightest? Mm -hmm. And all I could see was just creativity. Mm -hmm. I, I just knew, like, I just felt beaming when I would think of me creating anything honestly and I was like oh cruel joke god because um this was back in the day where there was no social media proof of like art people making money right we heard of like doctors and lawyers and all these careers to make Mm -hmm. income of structure and so I had no solid proof that art would not allow me to be poverty again and I was like what's a cruel joke why would my light be aligned <laughs> to possible no money <laughs> and then um I said okay but so let me explore this deeper and that's why I say like explore your truth deeper always mm-hmm. and so I started to say okay if that's my truth and I have to follow my light then how can I make it so and I started looking at all the careers in art that could possibly bring me income and hair and makeup came to me. And I was like, oh, well, people are going to hire you to do their hair and makeup. And it is creativity in a beautiful way. And I get to connect with humans. So I went down that path with a master's degree. I went back to cosmetology school. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and that's why I say be okay with your journey being not so rigid. Like sometimes go back to bases, sometimes scratch the whole idea, keep the nuggets of what you experience and then try, try a rebirth of where you're going. You know where you're going, but rebirth it a little bit. And so I was sweeping floors with a master's degree in a salon and it was okay to me because I was willing to learn the craft of what I consider joy. And I was willing to not need to have labels and titles and things because that was making me fully live. Because remember, I made a commitment to fully live. Yes. And that allowed me to fully live understanding this creative world. And what that opened up to me was I knew I didn't want to work in a salon 
fully. That wasn't joy because I was trying to make money, hoping clients came back. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I just want to do something I could just create 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. So to support, I um, worked for MAC Cosmetic uh, Makeup back mm-hmm. in the day. And mm-hmm. it, when you rung people up, it would pop up if they were professional or not, if they were in an industry. Oh, okay. And um, here's another key to help unlock your destiny. If the whisper is so, keep speaking it up to your higher power. I call it God. Keep telling God what you know to be so and what you need from it. Mm-hmm. And where you see it, you, I know this was what you gave me. So mm-hmm. I know it. this is what I need. And I would just keep praying up. But then I would also, so I'm asking what I want up. And then I would ask questions out. And the ask questions out is never for anyone to help me. It's only to learn. Mm-hmm. But it's also to get all the things inside of me out. We hold so many things inside of us, which is killing our growth. Mm-hmm. Killing our fully living, we're bur- we're taking on all the burdens when people will make it lighter for you, and so I would just ask questions, and I would I asked this one lady, oh, what are you professional in? I would ask everyone, and she said QVC. I work on air at QVC. I had never heard of QVC. I was like, what? What is that? And she was <laughs> like, oh my god, it's a twenty four hour TV network that um is live selling. But it's 24 hours. So now I'm always trying to connect dots. And I'm thinking, are you thinking there's like 24-hour hair makeup being done? To me? Like, that's immediately what I saw. And she's like, yeah. And it's only 45, 30 minutes down the road from here. Oh, wow. I immediately attached that to my dream. That's it. That's that's where my dream is. Because I said, I don't want to be in salon. I just want to create. She just gave it to me. And now I set my sights on that. And she was so kind. Uh, and she said, well, let me connect you with someone. But at that time, I hadn't had my license. I was in the middle. And so they um, got denied. So it took me about five years, seven to five years of getting those. Oh, wow. The journey is rough. Yeah. Oh. The dream is there. You will, you will get your dream. I used to say it so clearly. Like once I know a truth for me, like I know my truth. Yeah. I was like, I'm a work at QVC. And I would say it and I would say it. And if you smiled at me twice, I would tell you whether you knew me or not. I would immediately share like, I'm a work for QVC. <laughs> and um, I would apply online and I would get no's that you're not called. Now that I had my license, yeah. I would apply online. The connections were gone. No, you're not qualified. You're not qualified. Over and over, I would go back in the salon and sweep and learn. Back in the salon and sweep and learn. And then I'm bartending to survive. And uh, a kind gentleman, Fred, I remember it's like 16, 17 years ago. <laughs> yeah. uh, he smiles at me twice. And he really just wanted a rum and coke probably. But it was my barometer. So I say, I want to work for QVC to him. And he's like, he came up to me and he smiled and he smiled twice. And I don't even think he got his order out. If he did, it was right at his order. And he, I was like, I want to work for QVC. I love it. You're calling your shot. I mean, just saying it like, but here's the thing. I had no expectation for him. I didn't think he would have a connection. I I just, it was so in my heart. Like I knew Mm -hmm. it. 
And so I just had to keep sharing it. Like, yeah. and believe, I feel like, I feel like when you, mm. I believe this power of seeding your truth. And I feel like when you speak out your truth and your mm. dreams or your destiny, you're seeding it in the world. Yes. And every time you drop a seed, it lands somewhere. It lands somewhere. Sometimes seeds land on concrete that will never grow. Yeah. But then as many seeds as you plant, one will land. And that's why God is in control because God's going to align you with your earth angel that may take you one step closer or five years closer. But God is in control of that. You're just planting seeds as you speak it. And then as you speak these seeds, your belief becomes stronger. Mm-hmm. My aunt told me that, like you said, love is an action word. And so I start to walk in this power of action words, like really believe in certain words of action. And like belief is not a thing you just say. You you say believe after you've done the work. Believe is something that you have acted on and consistently act on. It doesn't mean that you get success from it. It just means you're acting in it. Mm -hmm. And I would say it so much that it would catapult me to do one more thing closer to my dream. And then this gentleman said, oh my God, my friend um, works at QVC. I work for Comcast. My friend works at QVC. Let me see. And the next day I got a text from this beautiful heart. Never met me. Stephanie Humphrey. We're actually dear friends now. Tech Life Steph on Instagram. Um, (laughs) And she didn't know me. And she said that, oh, my friend said that he met you and you were so much light. Is there any way that I could help you, please do. I'd love to take a pause on that. How are you on the journey? Yeah, it makes me cry. This makes me tear up hearing this. <laughs> right? Are you angry? Yeah. Are you hard? Are you just living a walking disappointment? Are you, is your energy off? Like, are you are you expelling the energy of the nose that you're receiving? Yeah. Or are you walking possibility of light that this thing is going to happen? Yeah. And that will shatter the ceilings that you can't even strategize your way to. And I, I love that because everyone has a strategy and a plan and I love a strategy and a plan. I do, I do. But then there's yeah. things that you cannot strategize. And if you want to find one is be light in all of your hardships. Yeah. I, I'm barely paying for my apartment at that time. I may have been living in one of my best friend Toopy's homes sharing her daughter's bed she had given my her her daughter's bed to me because i couldn't even afford my apartment at that time how are you in that struggle how are you when someone says no it didn't take this time no we can't take you in no we won't that's the difference so that contact immediately she said here's the contact number email and name of the person of QVC. And on top of it, tell them that I referred you. Never met me a day in her life. That got me into QVC. Now, I'd been prepping for five years learning. So I knew every hair text. What, are you prepping? <laughs> are you prepping in the nose? 
Yeah. I was ready. I knew every hair texture. I knew blowouts. I knew what I needed to know. And I got in those doors and those doors is what exposed me to understanding. Whoa. There are dream makers, people that shine your dreams like the QVC host. And then there's these dreamers, these entrepreneurs that are doing Mm -hmm. every blood, sweat and tears to bring a heart that they believe, a belief that they have and pouring it into a tangible product and they're gifting it to the world. And I saw that it became life-changing to people. And I realized as I'm styling all these people in the salon, the last thing that they would say is, what bracelet do I put on? What necklace do I wear? Before they went out to do something big when no one else could go with them. It was the seal of armor, of goodness, the seal of it. They were already dressed hair done and that final seal was this Mm. jewelry symbol and I started to look at my life and I become through darkness being light and this symbolic perseverance of consistently showing up as light no matter what Mm. and my mother had told me that these pieces could be wearable symbols to show people that there is light inside of them and that's when I knew if I could take this heart, love, intention, and pour it into these sketches that I'd already been creating that it could be life-changing in the world. And that's when Valencia Key was born. Yeah. I love this. The visual reminders, right? You have ones of peace, light, yes. gratitude, worthy was the piece yes. you shared it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You just embody your story so remarkable. And to be sitting here with you, like I'm living my dream, getting to interview people like you. It's like, I'm just sitting here like soaking it all up and you're incredible. I'm so grateful to have this connection with you. Thank you. You make everybody just feel so loved. You truly do. Love is the one, one of the strongest things that we can be in the world. Um, But the first thing is to truly love yourself. And when you love yourself, you you don't become a negative entity. Like you actually become more love to others. Mm. And so I love to encourage everyone, like find one more way to love yourself even more today. Even that little bit of millimeter, you talked about the millimeter it's more. It's <laughs> a millimeter more. And what does that mean? It's like acknowledge your imperfections or what the world says they are and love it Mm. no longer hide from it no longer be embarrassed by it Mm. own it maybe maybe you want to try to grow it maybe you don't maybe you say you know like me I I don't spell well so if you get an email from me you're gonna (laughs) get bad spelling (laughs) own it you know um and I start to embrace all of me yeah yeah that's when you can start to love all of you then you can start to love everyone for all of them because you know you're trying to limit you you start limiting your judgment on yourself we still gonna it's gonna crop up we're human but if we can catch it every time the 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 more you start limiting the judgment from yourself the more when you open your eyes to others you can see less limitations and judgment on them Mm. and that's love yeah so beautiful ah 
how can everyone find you? I'll, I'll link everything in the show notes. What would you like to share? <laughs> some of your. Oh, oh I, I love, I'd love for um, you to get a piece of Valencia key. I never, I never start walking into like that direct statement, but I directly state it because that means you've listened to our hearts this entire time. Yeah. And you have sources of energy to connect to. Yeah. And now get that Valencia key piece home and take that energy source of love that you've heard from us and now connect it to that and wear it every day and allow it to help you move through and to every divine calling that you're supposed to be. And I'm encouraging you along the way. I feel like it's a community of us doing it together. So you know you're not alone. And that's ValenciaKey.com. Um, or um, connect with me. I love Instagram. <laughs> yeah. On If you want to see other beautiful lights, wear Valencia Key. Valencia Key Design. I love seeing us together be joyful. And some people say to just go to smile. And then if you want to see where in the world I'm at or like, what is she up to? <laughs> Go to Valencia Key. Um, oh. Leah Valencia Key. That's my personal page where you'll be like, is she in? <laughs> and you'll just smile. Um, and if anyone knows finances or anything like that and has been seasoned and can do pro bono work, please contact me because I'm in a season of need of really trying to, my dream is for Valencia Key to be a global impact on the wearers, mm. getting them home, but on uh, hearts that need us mm. uh, in the inner city and in and, and homeless shelters and, and real challenging. And I don't want to stick to one need cause in areas where children who are foster all these areas of need where we can take portions of the income and start blessing other areas. Um, And that that's going to take a team and I don't have that now. And I don't have all the talent that it takes to get us there. So I know that it's going to happen. I'm just keep speaking it out. I love, I'm honored you're asking that. Um, and I will connect after this talk. This is my first full ask of that. I've, it's wow. been calling to say, um, mm-hmm. there's a big mission to do and you can't do it alone. No, you can't. So you got to speak out because someone's wanting to be a part of a blessing in the world. And it's mm-hmm. just like, well, where do I fit? And so mm-hmm. you'll fit with me. And oh, I just love you, Leah. Thank you so much for this conversation. You're the best. I love you. I love you. All right. We'll talk soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I truly hope you received some added guidance, inspiration, or new insights to help keep you moving forward on your fertility path. Your support is appreciated more than you know. Thank you for helping spread the word of this podcast. And if you feel called, please like, comment, and share with others who you think may love these soulful conversations. I'm so grateful for all of your reviews. My hope is that you're finding value in this show. Know that we walk together. Stay tuned for the next episode coming soon and follow along on all social platforms linked in the notes below. There you will also find ways to work with me, book a connection call, and get support on your path to parenthood. I welcome topics you'd like to hear about, so feel free to send me a message. I absolutely love connecting with you. 
Remember to keep that light alive always. Till next time. This is where it begins. Letting the light in, soaking it in. Darling, don't you know that you've got a gift? So look deep within and make a wish. Let it lead how you live. And let it begin. Let it begin.